This is Farfetched Threads, our people podcast, where you can hear the real stories about life as a farfetcher. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Farfetched Threads, our people podcast. Today's podcast is going to be about the Farfetched Disability Network, which is a people community we set up earlier this year to with a vision really of making Farfetch a more enabled workspace uh, and, and a place to be for, for people with disabilities. So my name's Sean Bedford, I'm the Director of Internal Control and Audit, and I'm here today with the wonderful Justine Aliotta. Hi Justine. Hi Sean, how are you today? I'm good, I'm good. Before we move on to the detail, uh, perhaps you'd like to just give us a bit about yourself and your Farfetch journey today. Yeah, sure. So I actually started Farfetch around six years ago. I was one of the first employees in our New York office and we were working in a very small little startup space. And I was actually also one of the first stylists on our private client uh, personal shopping team. And then um, now I'm managing uh, private client sales operations for the Americas. That's great. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really pleased to be talking to you today. What brought you to the community, Justine? So my brother, um, Joseph, when I was around like seven years old, he was diagnosed with an ASD. So that's an autism spectrum disorder. And it's called um, PDD, so it's persuasive development disorder. And he has a mixed language development and it basically affects the processing of the center of the brain. So I've been active in the community for over 12 years, working closely with Autism Speaks. And we've been walking every year with um, our little team called Team Joey in honor of Joseph. And um, yeah, so I'm really, really excited to work with you really closely and like join efforts and I, I think that I totally agree with you this is something that um, you know together we can really make an impact and really um, increase this within the Farfetch uh, community as well. Yeah that's really interesting hearing about your brother Joseph because uh, you, you will undoubtedly be aware that December the 3rd was the UNESCO International Day of the Disabled Person you know a, a worldwide day where companies think about you know are they enabled for disabled people and how that's working every year UNESCO give this day a different tagline and the interesting thing this year was that the tagline was not all disabilities are visible um, and that seems to tie in exactly with Joseph so so what do you think about that what are your thoughts on the topics about not all disabilities are visible yeah, so when you look at my brother, you actually wouldn't have no idea he's disabled until he starts to speak to you. Um, he's also completely unaware that he's disabled, and that maybe not be the case for everyone that has a disability. Um, so I think for me, when you start thinking about the word disability, that really casts this like wide net, and it's including many different uh, types of people with many different kinds of disabilities. Um, you know, you have the, the ASDs, like I was touching on before, the autism spectrum disorders, something like PDD or Asperger's. There is physical impairments, vision, hearing, um, walking, uh, mental illness, things like depression and or anxiety or bipolar disorder. So each are unique to the individual. They're also like each, each disability could be unique to the individual, even if that diagnosis is the same. So I think like, you know, going into this, we just really want to create a safe place for our farfetchers with the disability network. Yeah, and I, th I think I agree with you. And I, th I think sometimes that's quite difficult, isn't it? Particularly as part of the re uh, recruitment routine, because 
you, you you sometimes don't know that people have got invisible disabilities as well so that that does make it quite difficult but but um, I'm, I'm completely with you when you talk about your brother so as well as Cassie I've got a son Jude who's on the Asperger's syndrome and uh, you're probably aware that 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 can have two completely separate halves to it you can have uh, brilliance on one side and Jude is brilliant uh, straight-a student he puts no effort into anything he does but gets A's in everything he does massive memory uh, you know really uh, ability to retain information on the other side of the coin he finds it very difficult to read body language to understand when people are not happy and when they're upset and then he can't cope with that and he himself gets down and uh, um, I'm going to tell another little story about, about about children and just just the effect it, it has. Jude's always been massively interested in history. He was a real history buff, and we took him to a national trust property in the UK, one of these huge huge country house mansions. And often these properties are are managed by older people who are doing it voluntarily. And we walked into one room, and this old woman walked up to him and said, "Oh, are you interested in this?" And he went, "Yeah, yeah." He was he was only very young. He said, yeah, I love these things in, in the room. She said, oh, can you see that big clock on the mantelpiece? And he looked at her and went, no. And she looked at me and I looked at her and she's gone, the clock on the mantelpiece over there. And he went, there's no clock on the mantelpiece. And she's got really annoyed and gone, the big gold clock on the mantelpiece. And he's gone, that's a timepiece. It's not a clock and walked off. <laughs> And uh, I, it was as I was as I was going after him. I heard this woman say, "What a rude little boy!" And I got up to him and I chastised him as well for being like that. And it was only afterwards I thought, "How ridiculous is that?" I'm telling him off for being right. I didn't even know there was a difference between the clock and the timepiece, but he's right and he's getting told off for being right. And I think that's where it comes down to recruit, recruitment and things like that. It's about, it's, it's not necessarily these people changing, it's about managers being trained to understand how to deal with these people and how to how to help them and how to recognise when they're having those kind, kinds of issues because um, it's, it's, it's it's just an interesting fact that people on like your brother like Jude that are on that spectrum they can have so much to give particularly in the technology arena do you agree with that on the technology side you probably do oh completely I think that you know sometimes it you know it's so interesting I actually was watching a, a, a piece on 60 minutes recently and they were uh, talking about uh, you know, recruiting and they had, you know, special recruiters that were bringing in um, specific, particularly people that were on the spectrum and they were doing all these like tests to kind of find that their special skills and where they would like fit into like the different areas. And they were like, you know, there was this one, I was so impressed with him. There was this one uh, man who um, he just was so great with these patterns and it was almost like a Rubik's cube. So he could put together this like patterns like faster than I would be able to do like in like probably a month. And because he was so, so good at that, he was able to then get hired for a position, I believe working with uh, an astrophysicist. And it just like, sometimes they just bring like these really special skills. And I think of my brother Joseph, and I, I like joke with him sometimes because he has this like really, this knack of remembering license plate numbers. Yeah. Like if he yeah. sees your car <laughs> once, he will know your license plate number. So yeah. 
my car got towed once and I didn't know my plates and I had to call him and be like, what's my license plate number? I mean, <laughs> literally. And I just was like, I always joke with him. I'm like, Joe, what can we do with that? I was like, is that a special skill? Like, is there a tech job for that? Is someone yeah. in gas that needs you? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, honestly, uh, people on the Asperger spectrum are, are, are well known for making the best coders. It's really interesting. I, I, I suppose I should get back to talking a bit about the network, <laughs> the network and, what, and why we're here. So, um, uh, within Farfetch, we have our executive sponsorship through uh, Giorgio Belloli, our Chief Commercial and Sustainability Officer. We're, we're quite a young, uh, we're quite a young network at the moment. We're quite a young people community, so we're we're just working working our way out onto this uh, onto this road, and we're trying to do things like um, uh, become part of the Valuable Five Hundred. Um, and also we've been working um, on the American Disability Act. And I think I think you know a little bit about the American Disability Act, don't you? Yeah, so under the ADA, um, basically, you know, when you're recruiting, there you, you cannot um, really look for someone who has a disability. That's some, not something that anyone needs to disclose to us. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, we are um, committed to um, providing any of our farfetchers that join us with any of the regional accommodations that they need, providing if they disclose that disability to us. Yeah, no, that's that, that is that is really interesting because that's a similar law in the UK, actually, that uh, we don't have quotas, but we're not allowed to discriminate as part of the recruitment process. And uh, some countries, they do. They do have have quotas that you must have a certain number of, of disabled people within your workforce. And I think in Italy, they have it in some, I think Japan, they may have it as, as well. Um, what, what's your view on that? Do you think quotas are a good thing or, it, or something that we should should have? I actually am kind of for quotas. And um, I know that, that, you know, particularly in like certain countries, that's not something you can do. But I think that um, it's interesting with um, like, particularly there's specific companies who have uh, programs like specifically hiring like you know those on the spectrum like like microsoft for example has the autism hiring program and i think having like something like that which is very structured with well-trained managers that can really handle these um you know people with uh, these special needs is something that could work really really well and so i i particularly do like that idea of quotas yeah, I, th I think I think I probably do as well, and I think it, I think it's it, it's it's worked in in the past with uh, getting more women into senior positions in business, and and uh, I'm sure it could work in in this arena as well. It, the, one of the interesting things that we're aiming to do in the network is, is to join something called the Valuable Five Hundred. Um, have you heard of the Valuable Five Hundred, Justine? Yeah, no, I yeah, definitely, I've heard of it a little bit, and I know that they are um, you know really. Um, working with businesses to make sure that disability is on top of their agenda. That's exactly what it is, actually. Yeah, it's about bringing disability to the executive agenda. And the interesting thing for Farfetch is a lot of its major partners are already members of the Valuable 500. So people like PricewaterhouseCoopers, our external auditors, are part of it. Uh, uh, Citibank, one of our biggest bankers, uh, are part of it as well. So we we have just completed everything that's needed. And Jose Neves, our CEO and, and co-founder, he, he he's actually 
he's 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 signed into it now and we're signing up and we're moving forward with that and what that will do will it will open it will open a, a treasure trove of information from some of the biggest companies around the world private sector companies all over the world that like i say the biggest banks the biggest audit companies whatever it might be as to how we improve things like our recruitment how we improve things like like our buildings and and stuff like that and one of the things that we've been looking at is is things like accessibility to our our sites and our spaces um from from what you see in america how do you think we're doing on that with regards to accessibility So my role at Farfetch actually involves me working very closely with our product teams. So I have uh, viewed a couple presentations on that, and I can touch on that topic from the technology perspective. Yeah. So essentially, like you have your digital app or website accessibility. So that you know refers to the ability of people with a type of disability to be able to access um, websites, apps, and digital content. Um, so Farfetch is committed to building culture that supports. Um, accessibility and inclusive design. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, uh, we're very keen to. You, Farfetch is a worldwide company, and we're very, very keen to make this a a worldwide uh, initiative. And uh, Matt Poynton, um, our head of facilities, has been working extremely hard with us to actually identify every single property shop in a, in a, our portfolio and determine whether or not they have got that level of accessibility that we need. But interestingly, this is a, a lot. About it's a lot about how do we how do we make Farfetch a more enabled uh, space and uh, for people coming in working as employees. But we're obviously a uh, a luxury fashion company. So, what's your view on on luxury fashion and disability? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a fun story.、Um, so basically, you know, I really would love the fashion industry to embrace disability, but for me, especially with design and functionality, and I would love to see that, you know, as something that we start to do on our website by bringing in those designers.、Um, so my brother has limited motor skills, and he just really struggles with things like buttons and snaps and laces, so he can't tie his shoes. Um, so a couple of our private client stylists had told me about the Air Jordan One that has Nike Flyies technology.、Uh-huh. So those shoes,、um, so it's shoes that are like quick and easy to get into, and they're more hands-free, and they have like basically like I guess like faux laces. And、um, I don't think Nike intended it to be designed for those with special needs, but the I think the functionality was originally created for athletes. But that functionality works so well for my brother, so I was able to actually get them from Stadium Goods, and then I was able to give him his first pair of sneakers with laces, and he was able to get into them himself, and he was really, really, really excited. So <laughs> that's really so. How do the faux laces work? Are they, are it's, they it's honestly like so cool. Like the sneaker, like completely like opens up, and like you like stick your foot in, and then like you're able to like slap it back on, and it like works with Velcro, and he doesn't have to like use his motor skills at all to like tie anything. But 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 they look like tied tied. He looks、laces. like tied shoes because like he would only wear slip-ons and he was just like so excited for this. But he like loves sneakers. He's like such a little sneakerhead. Yeah, that that's that's really interesting. Do you do you think、um, do you think the fashion industry does doesn't do enough for people with disabilities? 
I don't think it's as widely um, embraced or um, focused on as it should be. I think that, you know, I really would like to see like more of a focus within the industry and especially with um, bringing in things like, you know, um, designers for designers and functionality and clothing and things like that. Do you see Farfetch as doing doing enough for, for disabled people in that arena? Yeah, no, I mean, I think this year we really just started to open up the conversation. And I think that with the, having the network and just seeing all the strides we've done within the last couple of months, like just us getting started with the Valuable 500 and, you know, the, the work we're doing on the website to make it more accessible. I think that, you know, we will um, continue to build upon that work and do more and more and more. And I think we're just getting started. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I agree. I agree. I agree with that. And and uh, I've been lucky enough to talk to some of the people that are developing stuff for the app and for the website. That's actually going to help that uh, uh, more for for people, certain people with disabilities. And as you know, sometimes it, sometimes it's not permanent disabilities. It can be partial disabilities that people aren't able to use the app. And it's about giving people alternative. And and it's about us living our values of being human and 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 really trying to amaze our customers by having different methodologies that people can use and that means they're all people people with permanent or people with partial disabilities and I think I think you're right though we're at the the beginning of that journey but I think fashion is, is at the beginning of that journey because you know the, the most amazing stats that, that I've heard and I'm sure you've heard it is that something like 16 to 19 percent of the uh, the adult UK population has some form of disability but the ridiculous thing about that is that they're more than twice as likely to be unemployed as people without disabilities. And, and to be honest, that frightens me. And it, it just feels to me like there's such a huge pool of talent that we're missing out on. So, Justine, it's been great to talk to you today. Have you got anything else that you want to add to what we've been talking about? No, I think this has been great. And I'm just really, really excited for all the work that we're going to do as we keep working towards moving um, this along and working with the network. I'm only, I'm, I'm only too grateful for you to bring along stories about your, your brother Joseph in, in particular, because I, I know that makes it real for people and it brings it home. And, uh, uh, you know, knowing people, you know, and hopefully I can talk about Cassie and Jude, my children as well. And, and I'm sure there's many other farfetchers out there that are in the same position. In fact, I, I know there are. So thank you for your time today, Justine. And uh, uh, like I say, all farfetchers, if you want to join us, then please do. Thanks for listening. Make sure you never miss an episode of Farfetch Threads by subscribing to our Spotify and Farfetch People YouTube channel. If you're ready to do what's never been done, visit farfetchcareers.com.